So the quote this week that we're going to use for Powerful Black Women is going to come from Mrs. Solange Knowles. Um, When you take care of yourself, you're a better person for others. When you feel good about yourself, you treat others better. This is episode two of Reclaiming My Power podcast. It is D, And I am the Queen Marianne. And we have... Oh, this is uh, Roy, your favorite average Joe. And this is Jay, not your average Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's cute. That's cute. That's, that's, that's nice. <laughs> and this episode, we are talking about toxicity and how to reclaim your power yeah. after a toxic re- relationship. Or even after being toxic. Yes. Some of us are toxic. I was. I was too. I had my 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 time. Where I, I was damaged toxic. some good men, and I apologize for that. But they they future right now. Can we define toxic? Because I'm on another podcast, and we had an hour long conversation, and mm-hmm. I'm still confused as to what <laughs> toxic means. Mm-hmm. What's toxic mean to you, Marianne? Toxic is. Hurting the person you love or you say you love, basically. Mm. Mm. Like hurting them repeatedly and repeatedly. It's like saying, I love you, and then I stab you. But I love you, and I'm going to stab you again. But I love you. And every time I say I love you, I'm going to stab you. That's toxic. So to my brother on on this part, you, you be stabbing people? Talking about you love them? Nah. I, I don't really. Yes, don't you really, did. I don't really do that. Yes, you did. Nah. Don't don't let me bring it back up. You're talking about the sexing thing? Yeah. That's stabbing. Dead up. Yeah, you stabbed multiple times. You murdered. <laughs> Are you calling me a murderer? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you calling me a love murderer, a murderer of love, huh? That's, that's what I am. Murderer of love. That's what I am. They had the caution tape up and all. Do a podcast with a murderer. <laughs> <laughs> So I just Googled what is a toxic person. Okay. And it says anyone who is abusive, Mm. unsupportive, or Mm. unhealthy emotionally. Mm. Someone who basically brings you down more than up. Mm. Does that? Yeah, that's toxic. That was toxic. Hmm. Yeah, I I can agree with that. Um, I I, I would agree with that. Because I used to, like, guys I would be with, and then when we get in an argument, I would bring them down. Like, I would tear them down apart just because we get in an argument. And something we could have just talked about, but I'll just bring up all the, all their insecurities and just throw it at them. Now that's toxic. I was that toxic. Is. I was horrible. And they always say, hurt people, hurt people. Mm-hmm. I was that. Yeah, y'all good for that. Mm-hmm. Hurting people and shit. Yeah, I throw them in their face because they used to be like, you know, we're getting an argument, and I'd be like, that's why you ain't never make me come, and your dick's small. Oh, That's going to hurt. Oh. And he was, they was a good man, and I didn't even care about the sex, but because he made me mad, I used that against him. See, I don't think I'm toxic, because it's never like an intentional thing for me. Don't let me point you out, because I will point you out on this podcast, because this podcast is I did, raw. I, I just, I just asked. I don't feel like, because I don't really go out of my way to like, oh, I don't like what you did, so now I'm gonna hurt you and talk about how your sex is shit and whatever. whatever. Jay is toxic because he's a ghoster. He doesn't like he, he. You don't know how to communicate. 
And Sheesh. that's how you're toxic as a friend and Oof. sometimes as a lover. And it is what it is. You got to admit to yourself. Well, how did you? How can you reclaim your power? Wait, who? Wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> I'm re- I'm gonna reclaim my power now. Bye. Um, where are you getting these? Where are you getting this perspective from? I'm your friend. Yeah. And you ghost me. What? And what? You, and you don't because I feel like I feel like you ghost me a lot of times. You don't communicate. So like, if we're talking about something and we're in conversation, then I won't hear from you. And then you'll give me an excuse like, well, you know, this happened, and that's okay. Things do happen, but I feel like you should communicate like, hey something happening or hey i have an emergency it's just so simple or i can't talk right now and you never did that you never do and don't <laughs> lie this is a healing podcast <laughs> okay yeah, that's fine um and how can that change since you're a toxic friend so i'm gonna kick it to my brother uh, again <laughs> while i think of an answer to that do, do you think you're toxic um, I used to be. I don't think I am now. Um, How were you toxic back then? I kind of did something similar to what you did, but not to the extent that you would. Don't, don't, like, don't try to judge. I'm not, don't, I no, wouldn't no. sit here and be like, yo, your sex is trash. I would just sit here and be like, they would always, so I would date females a lot who will always complain, oh, you don't have your own place. And I'm like, neither do you. And you keep saying I'm cheap and I'm broke, but you always come into me for help. So if I'm cheap and I'm broke, then you must be homeless. <laughs> well, shit. He <laughs> <laughs> was a real ass future. <laughs> like, Whoa. Like homeless? If, if is I'm that che- toxic? Or is that self-defense? Bruh, somebody call me homeless? <laughs> is, is, that, is that toxic or is that self-defense though? I think that's toxic. Yeah. It's because he was in the mess. Yeah, it, he only said it because of what she was mm-hmm. saying mm-hmm. to him. It wasn't just like some shit that came out. So he was trying to get back at her. So that's definitely toxic. But you cut off her energy. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's definitely. Toxic I've never been like. Should have that shit. I never been manipulative, but I would, you know, definitely say some stuff like that. Like you're not about to get under my skin, and I go out my way to help you out, give you my last, and then you say some stuff like that. Nah, we we, you gonna feel this pain, and I'm good. I'm really good at that. I, I cut deep. I Even when me and my best friend would play around. Like me and my best friend at the time, we play around all the time. And he knows when I'm about to say something real, like messed up, because I pause. And he'd be like, um, mm, mm, conversation over. Conversation over. Like one time we almost we almost stopped talking for a little bit. Cause I, I don't want to say it. It's too toxic. So you also have toxic friendships too? Not no more. No. I I've worked on to. yes, I worked on that. Like I've worked on that. It was a point in time to where his dad passed, oh. and we would get into it over something. I don't even know what it was, and he would he would like irk my nerves, and I would, I'm so ashamed. It's okay. And I would be like, I still got my dad. Oh, what wow. about you? Damn. Hey, yo. Yeah, no, it was crazy. It was. I he hurt me. I needed to hurt him deep. But we got so past that. So how did you reclaim your power? How did you like? You know, stop your toxic ways. Um, what changed you? Time, mm-hmm. uh, self reflection, um, knowing I was <laughs> Jay's face. <laughs> Jay's like, I never. <laughs> Bruh. Right, finish, finish what you're saying though, because now I need a second opinion. Um, <laughs> knowing, you know, knowing I was in the wrong, uh, had to apologize to him, like, yo, 
accountability. I'm, yeah, yo, I'm sorry. I was just, you know, in the heat of the moment. So there must be levels to toxic because what I'm hearing and what I just got accused of are two, they're on like two very different mm-hmm. wavelengths. And so I'm going to ask my actual lover for her opinion. Mm-hmm. Hey, D, am I a toxic <laughs> lover? Are you a toxic lover? Well, not now. I'm not meaning D. What's I'm talking about past. Who? Who are you talking about? Do you want me really talk about this on the podcast? Because I don't, when you say lover, I don't. I feel like past lovers that you probably were intimate with, like, from what I heard. Like who? Just like you know, you just gave him false promises. Like you say, you probably okay. <laughs> let me tell you, okay. I'm gonna speak for because I've been with Jay around Jay, and I've been with girls that he'd been intimate a long time ago, and you know they always complain to the friend. That's how they do it. So with Jay, he'll be a person. Like, Jay was not in a relationship with this person, but this person thought they were in a relationship because Jay would do relationship Okay, things. hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. No. Is I that, already know you're going to go back to that, your podcast, but hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. I'm going to go to the toxic part. So, Jay never said that they were in a relationship or not, right? But he will lead them on that they thought they were in a relationship, that's, if that makes sense. That's their fault. Because how I look at it, I had a whole episode on this, right? That's toxic. Episode, yes, episode, episode fifty six. Episode fifty six to- on my but podcast. Hold up. You no, not my girl until I Jay, ask you to be my girl. But they asked Jay, "What are we?" And Jay's like, "Love is love." Wait, how long ago is this? It's probably like a couple of, like I would say, two years with the intimate partner. Is love not love? Two, love is two, love. That's his answer. Love is love. Two years. Two three years ago. It's been a long time though. It's a long time. Like, how long ago are we talking about? And what do you mean by intimate? Having sex. I'm not, I didn't have sex with anyone. You didn't have sex with Mm-mm. You sure? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? I know exactly what you're talking about. Who are she we talking about? She said you had about? sex. Oh, Lord. You sure y'all ain't had sex? The way. You want to call him? The way. Uh, I thought how, y'all had how sex. How long ago was this? A couple of years ago. Like, when well, Naya had been two, two years old. It was Naya. Two years old. So four years, three years ago? When it comes to communication, I got to give him props because he has grown. But Jay just doesn't ghost friends as well. We had a a time in our relationship where when we weren't sure about something, he would go missing. And it's different when you're a friend versus being a girlfriend because uh-huh. you just go missing. It's like, what the fuck are we doing? Mm-hmm. And I am older than Jay, so it's certain shit that you can't do with me that you can do with someone that's just that's your age. I'm at that point where you go missing. I need you. I need for you to explain why you're going missing, and then I need to determine whether or not I'm willing to continue to deal with this because mm-hmm. I'm not a child. Mm-hmm. I'm an adult. Um, but he's gotten better with communication. I tell him all the time: communication is key. If you're not feeling well, let me know that. If you need space, let me know that. If you're going through something. Let me know that. Mm-hmm. It's all about communication. So, but I mean, I would say that's the only toxic thing, but mm-hmm. he has grown since No, then. I said you have grown because you do reply to my texts. After after a year, I'm proud of you. He has, <laughs> he has replied to my texts. Any, anytime. But, you know, we're anytime. just talking about past. We're all toxic. So if we're talking about, okay. And, and, and another thing, Diana is, is like wifey like everyone that may be listening to this or may feel like i'm toxic you're not my girl and i need you to understand that so if i don't 
Is it, is that is it toxic to say if I don't feel like I owe you an explanation? You don't. You don't nobody no explanation. Explanation. I don't like, feel like that's that's. But what about closure? Sometimes toxic. you don't have to. Uh, no. You have to get closure. No. No. It's closure. I've been trying to get oh, closure. No, I'm just. I, all my shit is closed. We good. Before I got with my girl, I wanted closure in this one particular situation. Never got it. So no closure ain't necessary. Okay. I would like to have closure, but mm, uh, there's some necessary. there's some situations to where maybe. Uh, God doesn't want you to have closure for a certain reason, so. Or, or, just find closure in yourself. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I'm not God. Like I'm not gonna give you the peace that you're looking for. Correct. You have to find that shit in yourself. Mm-hmm. And if me knowing that is is why I'm toxic to some of y'all, then I'm gonna continue being toxic. We all have a toxic trait. It's not like, I don't think we're bashing. I think we're just being raw and we're taking accountability on, you know, what is toxic. And, you know, this is what this whole podcast is about, reclaiming our power. So if you're listening right now, go ahead and hit the comments if you think I'm toxic. Uh, leave your stories. You sure you want to do this? I want to hear from you, yeah. <laughs> you sure you want to do yeah, this? Yeah, let me, let me find out. Okay. I'm using the sound clip, D. Tagging <laughs> 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 Jay. I want to find out necessary mm-hmm. it's necessary but i had my own toxic phase where i wasn't communicating at all in a relationship um something would happen and they'd be like do you all right i'm good i wouldn't talk about it and then it would just build up and build up and build up and then when we finally hit ahead all the shit just came out it's like you know what you bitch ass nigga you remember that shit you did three weeks ago <laughs> and it was I'm Girl. that type of toxic. Mm. She hold it. it builds I hold up. it in and it builds like up and builds up and builds up. And oh. by the time I snap, it's like, you know what? You're a bitch ass nigga. You did that shit three weeks ago. And they're like, wait, I asked you, mm-hmm. were you all right? And you said no. Yeah, at the time I didn't feel like fucking talking, but now I feel like fucking talking and I would bring up shit. <laughs> 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 shit from months ago and then just fucking explode. But that's not good. But that was my toxic trait. You all right? I'm fine. We're good. You sure? Yeah, we good. Yeah, no, I wasn't. How did you change that around? Like, how did you claim your power from that? I had to change because the relationships weren't lasting. The relationships were, like, tense as fuck. Like, the nigga breathe wrong, and, like, I'm upset Mm. because he's breathing. So it's like now I try to communicate. Any little thing that fucks with me or bothers me, we're talking about it right then and there. We have to. So is there anything bothering you right now? We could anything bothering me right now? Yeah. I mean, just what y'all were talking about, but and you don't want to talk about it right now. I don't want to talk about okay. it right now. Just, but we'll talk about but it. You guys will talk about it later. Yeah, we're gonna talk about it later. Okay. But that was my toxic. I'm gonna pray for you, my brother. Not wanting to. Um, Namaste. Yeah, not wanting to talk about anything. And then blowing up weeks later, months later, when it could have been resolved at the moment. Not that with females like that. I wasn't playing that. If I could tell something's wrong with you, I'm going to keep badgering until you tell me what's wrong. Because I don't got time for you to say everything's good, and then I think everything's good. And then a month later, you blow up at me, and I'm like, well, you should have told me things was good because I forgot what I did now. I do that. I think that's my toxic with my friends. I do that with my friends. I always say I'm okay with my friends, and mm-hmm. I don't be okay. Okay, is it? Is and it then when something bad happens, and I just be like, boo, cry. I'm like, y'all wasn't there at this, and they're like, Maria, you never told me. I was like, 
Oh, <laughs> my bad. But still, y'all wasn't there, so I would get mad at them because they wasn't there. But I never told them what was going on. So how can they be there for me? Exactly. If I never tell them, like, that's, hey, this is going on. That's toxic. So now, like, anytime that some shit pop up, like, I, I text them all. It'd be all different ways because I know how to go at D. I know how to go at J. I know how to go at Sade. Like, I know how to go at everybody different. And be like, man, let me tell you what this nigga did to me. Or let me tell y'all what happened to me. So I go to all my friends, like a little, and just vent. You've had some toxic relationships. I heard the stories from the podcast. Child. Child. I thought that was love. I thought having a future was love. And the thing with y'all strong females is, like, I think that phrase, I'm okay, is hella toxic because it's just a Mm Band-Aid. Like, you're never, I don't know what okay means. I don't know where we got that, that phrase from. But to explain like to break down how you're feeling in any given moment like you're gonna need more than two letters so shout out to all the strong females what about can we say k no no i hate oh, i hate that word with a passion why would you, you hate k? That's, would that's you ignore, k? That, if that you're is... telling me k then you're telling me something's wrong just mm-hmm. tell me what's, what's wrong or like and i appreciate my partner so much you know the fact that she will like stop what we're doing so that we can address some shit because I, i'm a nigga like help me like, spell it out, please. So, there was a time before me and my girl got together. We had, um, I was working two jobs. And she, and I was, that's when I realized I can't work two full-time jobs. I can work a full-time job and a part-time job, but not two full-time jobs. So, I was literally going to one job, then going to the other job, and literally be in the parking lot and oversleep. Because oh, I'm like. definitely Jamaican. Cause I'm, cause I'm talking just about two full time jobs. <laughs> what are you talking about, yo? Cause I was too tired, and she, the one thing she did do was she, she well, she didn't express it at first. Cause mm-hmm. before we got together, she like stopped talking to me for a week. She just ran out the blue and was like, "Yo, I can't do this." And then a week later, she came back, and then we talked about it. And then she was like, "I don't like the fact how you commit to something." which is like two jobs, but you can't really do it. And I was like, well, I tried. I went to I, I went to the one job, stayed at the one job, tried to go to the other job, and I just couldn't, you know. I, I finished my contract out, but I was either late or I was late or I just wouldn't show up because I was tired. I would literally be in the car and just oversleep because I'm... That's not healthy. It's toxic behavior. Correct. Not getting enough sleep. And so she checked me on it, so I appreciated her for it. And, I, and now that... Our communication is better. Like I had to work on it with because I feel like I realize a good portion of women don't like to express their feelings. Just, do y'all would y'all say that's true? Mm, Semi true. I think that we don't know how to express our feelings uh. because nobody ever. Well, speaking for Black women, it's hard to express their feelings because like when they were growing up, it was like. Oh, nothing's wrong with you. Oh, you are right. Brush it off, type of thing. Uh-huh. Even though they always said that for black um, uh-huh. boys when they was growing up, they did that to us women. Yeah. We could never cry about maybe like you know just little things. We couldn't cry about it. Cause then you're being a brat. Yeah, we was being, being a brat or we being extra. You know what I mean? Stuff like uh-huh. that. So we never really got to go with our feelings. I think like me just growing up, I never really had to. So I never know how to express my feelings. So when a guy asks me like, "Hey, you okay?" Are you I'm, you always going to say, yeah, I'm okay, or, yeah, it's nothing wrong, because I was taught not to express my feelings or tell them how it is. It was like, you got to keep shit to yourself. You can't trust uh-huh. these people. You can't trust nobody, uh-huh. so you keep it 
I just didn't know how to express it. So, are you teaching your kids how to express themselves? Oh, definitely. Okay. I make them cry. They have the temper tantrums. I leave them in the corner, let them, <laughs> let them vent, whatever. I tell my daughter, like, sometimes, like, because you're like, Mary, Mom, can I curse? And I'm like, you can't curse in front of me, but you can go in the toilet, curse all you want. She'll go meditate. Like, I make her go through every emotion that she's going through and then when she calms down she'll tell me like so what happened mm -hmm. what happened because sometimes things at school bother them mm -hmm. and i can't just tell her to brush it off because mm -hmm. i we all have emotions correct i can't tell her to just like oh it's a it's fine because to her it's not fine i agree with you mm -hmm. i think the one thing that i like most about our generation is that we're taking self-accountability accountability for everything mm -hmm. um growing up I don't think our parents understood what it meant to express emotion or to talk about how you're feeling because they didn't have that from their parents. But like with Marianne and her kids, like meditation, telling me how you feel about certain situations is important mm -hmm. because when they finally get into relationships, they want to encounter the problems that we have uh -huh. or that we're going through like simple shit telling you what's fucking bothering me shouldn't be as problematic as, as it is mm -hmm. but with me growing up in a with a single mother she constantly was always saying i'm okay i'm okay i'm okay i'm okay i'm okay when in reality she was stressed the fuck out going through so much but she didn't have anybody to talk to so that's mm -hmm. where i get it from so now it's like diane you good i'm good i'm okay i'm fine and be stressed the fuck out like, mm -hmm. I actually, if I have to cry or yell or scream, I do that shit now. Before, I felt like I was weak or it made me less of a woman to feel the type of shit that I was feeling. But now it's like, I take time to cry. I take time to scream. I take time to be frustrated. And I write shit down. I try to go through the emotion and feel the emotion and i don't think our parents had the 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 resources and the the, the things that we have now in our generation so mm -hmm. i think it's definitely going to be a shift with the kids coming up now okay. which is which is good really good growing up were you allowed to like go through the emotions i think and even coming from like a household where both parents were there, there's still like the 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 nuances or the um what's the word? Like the preconceived notions mm -hmm. of like, oh, why are you crying? Now I'm gonna get upset because I don't know how I don't what's wrong with you. Like it's it's that was the type of conversations me and my father used to have and our relationship used to be so fear based. And like so much pent up animosity, cause like I'm a crier, I'm still a crier to this day. Um, my sisters are all criers. My father was never, I've never once seen my father cry. And so he would get his response to us crying would be getting angry, mm -hmm. and I would resent him for that. Um, but now he just turned like 53, and seeing the growth that he's had to, he loves us so much. The growth that he's been willing to put himself through to this point to even now. Um, so much progress has been made. I, I th it's it's an exci it, I'm excited to see like with the next generation how how much um, 
how much room they have to grow and how much mm-hmm. room they have to work with. Um, but yeah, we, there was definitely a lot of toxic flirt uh, behavior that, that we're cutting through right now. Um, was I allowed to express myself? I was allowed to express myself. I stayed in trouble a lot. But I guess part of that was because I was, I did express myself so much. Um, so. When you say trouble. You mean, like school. Trouble in school. Like just having problems with authorities, just telling them what's on my mind. I would get in trouble at home, but I was able to express myself. The job that I work at, I work in a school. And it's so funny to see like how kids will tell you exactly like what the shit is. Mm-hmm. So literally in my department is around the corner from like where the deans and like the the quote unquote authority figures are. Mm-hmm. Kids will literally like the energy will shift when they round that corner and they have to go deal with someone who's probably going to yell at them or the quote unquote disciplinary disciplinary figures versus us on our side where I don't. I don't deal with none of that. If you getting in trouble, that ain't here. I'm here to find out. Like, are you good? Mm-hmm. Do you need a snack? Um, I guess that nurturing, that balance. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, even even when you say like you used to get in trouble in school, I'm curious to see like what maybe they were missing something because I I feel like kids act out for attention. The attention is needed because something is is not mm. I just working. I don't know. It you wasn't know what I'm like you're trying to bring attention to something. I feel you. I don't think it was that. I just felt like more so I had a real problem growing up with people telling me what to do. So my teachers would tell me, but why is that? Oh, that's a good question. I really never thought about it. <laughs> um yeah, I don't know. I really never thought about it. It's something that made you do that way. Like, you didn't want to take... You didn't want to follow the rules or something. Something happened to you. Mm-hmm. Let me think on that. Mm-hmm. And I'm going I'm to get back to you on that. Reclaim your power, my brother. Because I really don't... Now that I'm thinking about it, like, I really don't know why I acted out. Like, I just... Nothing happened to you, like, when you were young. Or maybe your your parent were your parents like very strict. But that's another thing. Like we Because I feel like when your parents are very strict, kids we act out. Cause we like, bury, I, know I act out. We mm-hmm. bury so much like in this society that like it may take you like a couple weeks to actually mm-hmm. remember mm-hmm. or like dig up if something if there was something that mm-hmm. it triggers. Like bearing is also like an, a toxic kind of coping mechanism that we all sort of I don't know. We have taught ourselves to mm-hmm. to help cope with shit that we deal with. Um, so think think on that for a little bit, and maybe we can do a follow up. Do you guys think like your toxic behaviors have something to do with your childhood growing up, like the toxic behaviors that you guys have? Yeah. Does it link with anything? You think so? Well, I know growing up, a lot of females didn't like me, so. Why? I don't know. I was more like a Steve Urkel type. Mm. Like, I literally had one. This was, like, probably, like, <laughs> elementary school. There was this one girl that liked me, probably, like, sixth grade. And um, she was like, hey, we should be together or whatever. And I'm like, all right. She was like, you can't tell anybody. Yeah. So I was like, okay. You know, I was, I was like, a nerd back then. I'm like, cool, because she was real cute. And then I told my friend. Mm-hmm. He told his sister. Got back to her. Mm. Cut. 
then I had another story where I liked this one girl and was trying to be with her like all year get together just to find out her and my so-called my so-called friend just played me so I think when I got older it was more so okay now that females like me I got hurt so I'm going to hurt y'all and it took me a while to get out of that yeah it was bad I'm trying to see if um I think typical black families um when something happens within the family you don't talk about it outside of the family mm-hmm. and they but they don't really want to talk about it within the family either so you're kind of like forced to be silenced and deal with the emotion within yourself but being as young as I was um being told to act my age or to be a big girl about the situation but not talk about it is I guess it's kind of why I'm silent on a lot of shit well why I was silent on a lot of shit and I didn't feel the need to express myself because I wasn't able to express it when I was younger so I think that definitely led to a lot of toxic behavior growing up why am I talking about it now when I wasn't able to do it then or what's the point of talking about it when I don't feel like the situation is going to be resolved so I yeah but I definitely think that's where it branched from when I was younger early in our relationship I would literally have to tell D like this whole communicating thing is new for me because it's easy to show up to school and oh Jay's the friendly kid who's always willing to help and whatever you need him to do, he'll run and help. Blase, blase, friend to everybody, always looking for like some sort of validation from as many people as I can get because when I'm not like running around, like catering to everybody, I feel worthless. I feel like I'm not important. And that's not really a conversation you can bring up to a father who has his own like things that he's never had the opportunity mm-hmm. to talk about he's not gonna understand that a mother who's doesn't really like who are you really gonna talk to like who are you gonna communicate how you're mm-hmm. feeling to you know um yeah so i think everything starts from when you're when you're little mm-hmm. no i agree because if you let's say for example like you see like you see your dad being a being on your mom, you're going to exert that behavior eventually, probably down the line. Shout out to my pops for not beating on my mom. Yeah, shout out to my pops for not doing that. <laughs> Big pops. I never seen my dad beat on my mom, but I seen like other men beat on my mom. What did your pops do? They were not together at that moment. No, well, my dad. Was, my dad left her. Like they, they were done. They were divorced. So it was like, whatever my mom was doing is like, you know what I mean? He was like, my dad. My dad is a coward. And I say this not in a disrespectful way. I say this because that's what he is. He's a person that, if anything were to happen to his daughter's wife or anything, he wouldn't. He wouldn't like be our protector. Uh, if that makes sense that so makes I call sense. him a coward yeah he hates confrontation he's like well why you put yourself in that situation uh, I'll never forget when I told my dad when I got raped and stuff like that you uh, know as a father even though we didn't have a good relationship but you know you still talk to him say hey what's up 
And I remember, and then he was like, okay, who told you? They had, he said it in Creole, and he was like, who told you to be there? I didn't, I didn't tell you to go there. I didn't send you there, like that type of. And that's why I always call him a coward. Because I feel like you're supposed to be my protector. You never protect me, so. Do you think your relationship with your dad has any type of reflection on the type of men that you've dated? Yeah, because I'm always dating cowards. I never dated, like, a strong man to protect me. I'm always protecting the men. No, we got to change that. Oh, of course, definitely. It's no longer. But why, you're not attracted to cowards, though. I don't know what I'm attracted to. I feel like because I had low self-esteem and stuff, and I didn't really love myself, any guy that came up to me, I was like, yeah. I didn't have, like, a first love until probably I was, like, in my first year of college, the end of my senior year. Because, like, I was the big girl. Like, I was, like, 400 pounds in high school. Like, nobody really talked to me. So really? I was always by, yeah, I was always by myself. So I really didn't have, like, I probably crushed on people, but I didn't have, like, that intimate, yeah. that person, other than, like, just sleeping with people, like, just sleeping with these older men back in high school. They were like probably 50, 60, no, but none like an encounter where, you know, you had that crush in love. So when this guy came to me, you know, in college, the beginning of college, I was like, oh, my first boyfriend type of thing. So I think that's why. And then from there, I'm look, I always like just see, because people are like, oh, she got low self-esteem. It's easy. When a girl has low self-esteem, it's easy to say anything. And you're like, oh, and you just take it because you don't know your worth. Huh. Yeah. Can that be toxic too when you have low self esteem? Is that like a toxic trait or no? Yeah. I, no. Can right. I call it a toxic right? trait? It's not a toxic trait. Because I don't, I think toxic traits are some, or shit is shit that you, you've learned. Having low self esteem is not a learned. It's behavior. more of an insecurity. It's an insecurity. So the tox, toxic behavior could come from okay, I know I have a low self-esteem and I, I continue to put myself in this situation, then that becomes toxic. But I don't think insecurity is toxic. Where does insecurity start, though? Because I kind of do feel like it's a learned behavior. Like, you don't have a child automatically feel like they're not worth, like, uh-huh. respect or they're not worth being loved or they're not worth, like, children, when they start out, it's sort of like, It know? starts as a child. I would say... It's our child because if your parent or nobody spoke life into you or never said that you were beautiful, like, no man in my they family ever you. told me I was beautiful. They always like, oh, you need to lose weight. You're too big. But they're the ones that's feeding me all this high cholesterol food. Or they were like, oh, why you wear that? Or you're too dark. Like, that's what I grew up listening to. Now, I will. The girl was from Virginia to a station, and she was very uh, dark skinned. And we had, we were together at a lot, at a, she said that a lot. Like, she would be like, oh. Get out the sun, or I can't stay in the sun too long. Yeah, and then yeah. she would, we would get into his argument, and she was like, go be with these light-skinned bitches. And I'm like, but I don't even like light-skinned females. Like, you're just dark. There ain't no issue with it. Like, I literally had to talk her out of trying to bleach your skin. Like, you don't need to do that. Like, you're fine. But for my family, that's the beautiful skin. So it was like being... My my grandma, she's a beautiful dark woman, but everybody was like, you know, the light skin. Most people in my family, their wife or their husband is light skin. Like mm-hmm. that's because they're gonna make light skin babies with good hair. 
It was never. So. This is all shit that like we were taught. Pretty much. And this that's why we gotta untaught, unteach ourselves. We're not bringing this. Don't bring this to your kids. Can't pass it down to your kids. No, I agree with you on that. Hundred percent. Not bringing. That's what I learned. So, what did you do to reclaim your power from dating men like your your dad? Like, how did you change it? Like, what? When did you start this self love journey that you're on? What happened where you were like, I gotta change some shit? Having been getting pregnant for my last child, and to see that the man that you know supposedly loved me and I was with. And I remember he was telling me, oh, you need to have abortion. Uh. Oh, we're not even together. Uh. Like, I don't even know why I had sex with you. She never had sex with you. That broke me. And I was just like, damn, Marion, you don't love yourself. For this man to say all this? And mind you, he was like, yeah, but I still want to have sex with you. Like, after all he said that, he was like texting me. Like, I remember I just walked away from him. And he was like, yeah. So then I was like, that's when my journey began. I was like, throughout my pregnancy, you know, your body changes a lot. You go through so many different hormones. And, you know, people looking at you like, dang, she's single while she's pregnant. So just doing through that, I like, I went through a drain. I just turned around and just loved myself and started embracing myself and, like, just became confident. I was like, Mary, you a badass bitch. Like, you are beautiful, like, every day. Word. And then just, you know, speaking into my kids and just knowing my worth. Because I'm worth than, like, what these men think I'm worth. I'm worth more than that. Right. And just not, you know. And I noticed the universe tests me every day by bringing these men. And just, you know, my response. Am I going to, you know, going to have sex with this person? Or am I going to just be like, leave them already? Or am I not going to respond at all? So I just learned, like, nope. I don't want this. Because guys get smashed. But that's not what I want. Do you have sisters or just brothers? Just brothers. I got female cousins, but I'm not really necessarily close with them outside of maybe like one. Mm-hmm. So everything's just been uh, just been brothers. Luckily, they haven't really followed in my footsteps. Well, when it comes to relationships, mm-hmm. so they've really done their own thing. Um, hasn't really been as as toxic as I have, I guess. Okay. So, but well, if they ever come to you and they need advice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me, actually, me and my brother, um, we. I guess you could say that's kind of toxic because he was um, with this one girl or talking to this one girl for like, I want to say maybe like three, four years, but wouldn't really commit. Mm-hmm. And then now that she's found somebody else, he's happy. But it's like, yo, you may have missed, you may have missed the one for you because you ain't want to commit. But yeah, we talk all the time. If they have advice, we, uh, they hit me up. We actually grown closer now that we don't live, now that we don't live together no more. Like, we don't talk as much, but when we talk, it's, like, deeper conversation, especially me and my youngest one, me and my youngest brother. So, it was recently, he hit me up, and he was like, yo, uh, me and my girl's going through this and this. Like, you know, what do you think I should do? Because I don't trust her. And I'm like, bro, if you don't trust her, you don't need to be with her. Because if you don't trust her, you'll never trust her, especially especially if she already broke your trust. So, you might as well just, you better all stay single, because there's nothing worse than be in a relationship with somebody you don't trust, all that stress you put on yourself, that ain't, that's not good. Where you was at six years old? I needed to hear this advice. <laughs> I was, I was. I'd be forgetting. Shit, if you don't I? trust somebody, you don't need to be in a relationship. That's facts. I, I have to remind myself every day. That's facts. Once the trust is gone, it's hard to, you know, get it back. 
Because you're going to end up resenting. You grow up and you resent this person. That's probably what happened in not my last relationship, but the last one before that. Uh, The one where I was sexting. She didn't trust me at the end. And I don't don't like... I don't like people going through my phone. Like that's one thing I don't like. Cause Why not? I just like that's the only like that's the only that's my only part of privacy that I have. If you want to go through it, I'll give it to you. But like you're not having my passcode. Like it's just my personal thing. And then my ex would get real upset because she couldn't go through my phone. And I get it now because she ain't trust me. She wanted to see what I was going, th- what what I was doing. Even if you live together, no, they can't go through your. Phone. That's different. You couldn't go through. Your that's phone. different. I never. I I live with it. It's, it's a long story. Okay. Like I live with them, but I had was understood. It's a long story, but yeah, if I'm living with a female and she wants to, and that's my girl, and she wants to go through my phone, how bad? And more than likely, you probably gonna be on my phone playing. So, so she can just print out all the text messages. If she wants to, <laughs> and I think that's what I tried to do when I was with um when I was with my ex, because at the end of it, um she was on my phone playing. So I just felt like if you wanted to really find out what I was doing, you can just. Yeah, yeah, she knew the password. She knew the code. Just go to Rise and see what I was doing. So. How do you deal with toxic friendships? Marianne. Mm. How do I deal with it? Um, you have to be very patient. Very patient. Um, my guy friends are very toxic. They can be. But they don't even know it. And I noticed that if I don't tell them that they, they're toxic, like what they're doing is toxic to me, because like, I have PTSD, so certain things they would do, it would trigger me. Mm-hmm. And I always say, like, friendship is like a relationship. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like it's a relationship. Like, it really, you have to communicate and all that stuff. So it's like either I address it now, and either we're going to, you know, we're going to get through it or not. Because then you have some of the friends that you have to let go. I cut off a lot of people because not everybody is a friend. Mm-hmm. And I learned that the hard way. Because I'm a Leo, so I'm like, oh, this and that. And I didn't notice that everybody was friend because it would be like people that talk bad about me. Even though I never heard them talk bad about me. But if everybody's saying this person talked bad about you or saying all this, that, that person's probably talking bad about you. Mm-hmm. Right. And stuff like right. that. And I noticed, like, just pouring into people and they're not pouring back into me, I had to let them go because I'm, I'm empathetic. So I take everybody, all my friends' energy. If something's <coughs> going on with them, I take that and all that stuff. So you got to cut some people off. Facts, all facts. Yeah, but the friends around me now, they're very, we get into it. We're like, it's like my friends now, I feel like family because I never had that family. So they're like my family. They're mm-hmm. like my brothers, my sisters, and my cousins. That I never talked to, even though my family, my, most of them are alive, I don't talk to them. So I always have to contact my friends, be like, oh, this happened or this. So, but no, I feel you. Toxic ones, you gotta cut them off. Got to. And I noticed that I can't be friends with people that are mutual friends with people that don't like me either. I can't. It doesn't work. That's, that's a big one. Yeah, I tried it, it don't work. I can be acquaintance, like, you know, you can respect them and stuff like that, but to keep this in my corner, like, there's certain people, because I hear they talk about D, I won't talk to them. I'll say hi and be respectful, but I won't talk to you. Same way for Jay, like, there's certain, like, no, not, I can't Uh do that. I fall back a Mm -hmm. lot. 
very dramatically and very abruptly and sometimes I get called toxic for that and um D uh used to call me a people pleaser a lot and so it's been a lot of uncomfortable situations because it's not really my like I'm not confrontational so if I'm aware that you're toxic I'll probably just well previously I would probably just ignore just chop it up to you know they probably didn't mean that or whatever whatever um and do my best to ignore it now if if I just fall back from you you probably are not good for me and mm-hmm. I probably identified that and I'm really not looking for your approval like I used to so sorry does it does it not affect your job in a way because I know your job is more of like you know you're promoting you have to be around a lot of people and stuff so when you go ghost like that does not does not affect your job or you don't go ghost on your job um I adhere to my I clearly define what my responsibilities are Mm -hmm. so I make the necessary accommodations for myself and that's another thing that I've learned to do Mm -hmm. like if I don't have to be in the space but I have something that I need to do in the space get it done and then leave that's good you know if that requires having to be up there at 2 a.m and then ducking out whenever whenever i'm done when i'm done i can i think finding out what's negotiable what's non-negotiable what's necessary what's not necessary has been really uh, a really important part of my growth on uh, the past few years mm-hmm. so and that's don't let people push you over <laughs> that was part of my problem um I wasn't necessarily a pushover, but it was more so I would try to do my best to make sure you were straight. But then I realized that you didn't really like me for me. You just liked me what I could do for you. So then I would get mad and blow up at you and be like, yo, I'm done. Lose my number. And then three months later, like you come with this sorry excuse. And at this point, once I'm over you, like I'm over you, like me and my former best friend, I'm over her. And I, I work with her. And like I tell people all the time. She was on the side of the road dying. That's not my problem. Like, it's not. It's her problem. Like, you, you're only going to do... You wouldn't even give her water if she was Hell thirsty. no. You need some more healing. Not not after what... My thing was... Because I feel like you... Even for your enemies, I feel like you should help. Not in a certain way where if it affects you, but if they dying and you have a bottle of water, you can give them half your bottle of water. My thing is... Don't pour it out. My thing is... I forgave you once and then come to find out you lied and it affects it still affects me to this day like financially what Mm, I did for you so you lied so now there's no more there's no more me doing nothing for you no more me talking to you like don't look in my direction because you didn't have to lie you could have just told me the truth I think it just comes down to protecting your peace Mm -hmm. you know like don't don't go out of your way in a way to where now your conscience is bothering you because you saw someone that, you know, just as a human being, you could have assisted, but mm-hmm. you purposely did it for spiteful reasons. Yeah, but definitely. I'm, I'm like really good at, we can be, we can go from being like siblings to, I don't know who you are. And so because I don't know who you are, I'm still going to be like respect. Like, I'm not going to openly disrespect you, but mm-hmm. you don't matter to what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Period. So you're not going to get an extra ounce of my attention, my time, my energy. I don't think that's toxic, but it's just about protecting your peace. You know, toxic. I never said toxic. And also not only fam, um, friends, family too can get cut Mm -hmm. off. Yep. 
I'm Facts. not with them toxic Facts. family members because <laughs> there's a lot of them, especially in my family. I cut them off. Like, I told everybody, like, last year, I cut my mom off. I wanted closure so bad, and I wasn't getting. I cut her off. Like, she's no longer. I just got to cut them off. And people might say I'm a bad person, but I don't care. It is what it is. You just got to stop caring about what people mm -hmm. think. Because you got to put yourself first. That's facts. You don't have to go through all that stuff. You don't. Back in the days, they used to make you, but you don't have to. You don't have to take their shit. You don't. That's true. What do you think? I'm just going through a similar similar situation right now. Um, well, not even going through it. It's just like with my dad. Like I tried to um, rebuild, basically force a relationship because I felt like. I needed that male presence in my life and I haven't had it like I hadn't had it since my grandfather died and it's like you're constantly trying to seek validation from someone that basically gave you life and he just wasn't reciprocating and I heard from my dad yesterday probably the first time in a long time he called me on my birthday and it's just like I don't I don't want to do this. And I kind of felt bad in the moment because it's like, okay, this is your father. But at the same time, I had to think about when you were reaching out, when you were crying to Jay about different bullshit that he took you through, he didn't want a relationship with you. So should I try to build a relationship now because you're calling me on my birthday? No, I don't want to fucking do it. Mm -hmm. So it's just, I'm like that with a lot of people now. If you interrupt my peace or disrupt my peace in any type of way you can get cut the fuck off family members friends anybody you can get cut the fuck off but I, I used to think that I was toxic for even thinking that way because it's family mm -hmm. but sometimes family are the worst ones and fuck out of here like what is it I don't understand this entitlement thing that people have, especially when they think, oh, you're blood, so I don't even necessarily have to apologize. Like, yeah, that we're not doing that in, in, in this lifetime anymore. Like, that's that's toxic. As fuck. So we're just we're not going out like that. Like, you're, you're nobody is entitled to my happiness. Like, I'm not about to just sacrifice my peace just because. <laughs> We, we we may share blood or whatever relationship you think we may have like I think that takes growth and it's really uncomfortable and really what it just comes down to is people are going to be upset uh -huh. you're going to ruffle feathers feathers need to be ruffled you're a bird I didn't tell you to be a bird <laughs> you mean a crow <laughs> Uh, heavy. All these episodes are heavy. It's deep. Raw. How y'all feeling though? So far. Y'all good? Yeah, we good. Everybody's good? Don't lie to me. We good over there. <sighs> D, what's the affirmation for today? <sighs> you want me to pick an affirmation today? Yeah, you can pick it. Affirmation for today. Let me find one for y'all. I 
Alright. Affirmation of today is This one is good. Alright, let me give y'all self-love affirmation. My friends and family respect me. I respect my boundaries. I am respected by people around me. I am worthy of respect and appreciation. I deserve to be treated with respect. I attract only people who respect me. I love and respect myself for who I am. My coworkers appreciate the work I do. Boom. Self-love affirmation. Respect. Mm. I like that one. I like it. All right. We're signing off. Any last words for anybody for this episode? Thank y'all for having me on. Oh, anytime. Jay, any last words? Protect your peace. You need yourself more than they need you. Amen. All right, I want to put y'all social media out there, Tori, you know, so they can follow you and your <laughs> podcast. Um, y'all can follow me at the original Playmaker. Um, and then my podcast Instagram is uh, Average JTPC. I'm on basically every platform except for Title, uh, Thoughts of an Average Show podcast. Um, I ain't really on Twitter like that, so you don't gotta follow me on Twitter because. I need to be on Twitter because apparently Twitter is, 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 is lit, but I don't, I don't have that Twitter presence. So <laughs> you better get to it. I can I teach you. That's about it. I need help. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> Social media, Jay? Uh, campaign season. Make sure you follow my baby girl and her uh, her new podcast, Reclaiming My Power podcast. Uh, shout out to C1 Cut. They have me on there sometimes talking shit. So, yeah. They ain't pay for no advertisement on our podcast. Can't do that. I'm just D, social media. Uh, Luminati. Um, I-L-L-U-M-I-N-A-U-G-H-D-E-E. And, of course, Reclaiming My Power podcast. We're on Twitter. But, once again, I don't know shit about Twitter. So, <laughs> when you're hitting up our Twitter, you're not talking to me. You're talking to Marianne. <laughs> and we also have a Facebook page. So follow us on Facebook as well. And if you're sliding in her DMs, you're not talking to her. You're talking to me. That's the level. I, that's the level I need to be on. Right. I, I need to get on that level. I'm gonna tell her that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna text her that. I need. I need to be on that level. <laughs> yeah. You control the DMs. <laughs> All right, and we're signing out. See you on the next episode. Thank you. <laughs>